0: you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Hello everyone, my name is Ben Hartley and welcome to the SFP Podcast. Thank you so much listeners for being here. I really do appreciate you. Look, the entire purpose of pretty much everything I do is to help you grow. Uh, to help you grow your business, to help you grow your relationships, uh, to help you grow your life. Like, that's what we're about. And on today's episode, uh, we're going to focus in on marketing. We're going to focus in on generating and growing your referrals. We have Stacey Brown Randall on the show today. You guys, Stacy, she's the creator of Growth by Referrals, uh, and is designed to help solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, small business owners generate referrals. Uh, interestingly enough, without asking or manipulating or or feeling inauthentic. She's got that like this is this is her thing. Like she stays in her lane. Like for her, it is all about referral generation. If you need more business, then this may be the episode for you to listen to. You guys, we're gonna dive in right now and talk with Stacy stacy brown randall did you like how i switched my podcast voice (laughs) welcome to the show how are you
1: that's an excellent voice (laughs) i am doing great thank you so much for having me
0: that's awesome. Just to give the listeners a little context, Stacey and I, have been, we've been chatting kind of back and forth. And I, you know, I normally have my normal nice voice. And then I, I do the countdown work. Okay, we're going to go live. And then I come in with a punch and a bang. And so uh, I always kind of chuckled to myself. But I figured I would break the fourth wall and acknowledge it. Um, you guys, this is so awesome. Uh, as I mentioned in the intro, Stacy, you're not a photographer. And that gets me so, so excited. A business growth strategist. Can we just like uh, maybe rewind, go back a few years, set the scene for us. How did you get to where you are today? Like walk us through some of the key steps for you.
1: Yes. So there is one main reason why I am sitting here today having this conversation with you and it is one big fat business failure.
0: Yeah, we all have them. I want to hear yours. Spill it.
1: Yes. You know what? The more I talk to people, the more I realize that it is an extremely crowded place to be. It's a very well uh, attended club, <laughs> unfortunately. Sure. Yes. You're Yes. Good company. Excellent company. So I, you know, the reality is, is most people think when you decide to start your own business that you you must be like the black sheep of the family and nobody understands you. I happen to come from a family of entrepreneurs. Now they're the crazy kind because they all own restaurants and I can say (laughs) that if you want to own anything in the food industry. So anyway, so I come from a family of restaurants. It was never really Weird for me to to think about being an entrepreneur. I wanted to be one. I'm married to one. You know, my parents. Um, well, my you know, so for my dad, um, but you know, my brother, grandparents, aunts, and uncles. Like I'm surrounded by them in the family. So I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so when I start launched my first business, I finally figured out what it would look like. I'd worked in corporate America. I'd kind of done my thing, and. I really wanted to have my own sandbox, so to speak. And so I started a consulting firm. I had a couple areas of expertise in the HR space, and I started a, a consulting firm. And almost it almost made it to the five-year mark before it just bombed. I mean, it, it literally actually had a very slow death. And one of the things I learned from that business failure that I think is so key for anybody that decides they're going to start a business, I mean, I learned a lot. But the one main key that I learned is, is that you better be willing to touch business development every day. Because if you are like most people who start out and you're a solopreneur or a very small shop, you put your head down and do the work. And then you look up when the work is done. You're like, oh, wait there's no more work coming in. So then you hustle to get more work. And then you put your head down and you you do that work. And then you look up and you're like, Oh, wait, there's no more work coming in. And you get on this entrepreneurial roller coaster That is not a fun ride. That is the ride you want to get off because it's this feast or famine mode. And I found myself in that place. And the, the unfortunate part is, is that the first year always looks like that. But you better figure out the ways that business development is going to work for you. Because you can't be in that mode four and five years later. And if you are, you've got some serious problems. And unfortunately, I was still using the same business development tactics early on in my business that were, mm -hmm, you know, kind of doing well and kind of not. And I wasn't gaining traction that I needed. And the reality is I wasn't enjoying my business development activities. So eventually that business failed. I had to go back and get a job that was awful. Great company. What was this,
0: by the way? How, How far back are we talking?
1: So the business was from 2009, 2008, 2009 to about 2013. Yeah. Yes. So it was, then I had to go get a job and, or maybe it was 2012, 2008, 2012. Anyways, so well, then I had to go get a job and that was like the longest 18 months of my life having to get a job before I decided to go back out on my own. While I worked, while I went back to corporate America, I got certified as a coach, as a productivity and time efficiency coach. And that was always going to be my plan B. When I had a chance in 2013 to go back out on my own, Um, I became a productivity coach. And I happened to focus on a market of small business owners, solopreneurs, small business owners. And very quickly, because of my background in sales and marketing, because of my background in HR, and because of my background in a business failure, the conversations quickly turned to how are you growing your business? How are you managing your business? It was way more than productivity. It was truly business coaching. And I knew from my first business failure, if I don't figure out how to touch business development every day, I'm going to end up with another business failure. And it just wasn't OK with that. And so I figured out that what I wanted to do to generate business was the easiest way possible that made me feel the, mo- the best about myself, which is referrals. So like anybody else, they went out there and I started figuring out, OK, how, how do I get referrals? And all the research said, oh, it's so easy. Just go ask for it. And I was like, ooh, no, that feels like a cousin to a cold call. I am not interested in asking for referrals. Shouldn't they just come to me? And so then I started diving into like the the brain science and and the research and the psychology and the human dynamic and things like that behind how referrals work. And I just figured out a different way to do it. And as my business started to explode in 2014, and then of course, as it continued, My clients were saying, what are you doing to grow so fast? You're raising your rates on us. It's hard to get on your schedule. Like, what's happening? And I said, well, I've got this referral process I'm following that's helping me grow my business at a crazy rate. I mean, my first year as a business coach, I generated 112 referrals that I did not ask for. And every year since I've hit over the hundred mark. And so people were like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, it's this process. And then so I started teaching it to my clients. And as I taught it more and more to my clients, what I realized is it's a system. It's a process. They need some special sauce pieces to it, but it can be taught to anyone. Now I don't, It's not built for everyone, but it can be taught to anyone. And if they put it into practice and they follow it, it should be their strongest or, if not, should be a leading business development tactic that they do to generate business.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we need to rewind because I've got a few things to, to kind of bring up here. One is... I think what you talked about the cycle that you found yourself in and you've seen other small businesses solopreneurs uh in of keeping their head down doing the work looking up there's no more work trying to get the work and (laughs) and that cycle is so much what we as photographers i think if you're listening you probably are 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 driving or you're sitting in the office or or wherever you're at and you're nodding your head like that's me that's me because um stacy so in the photography community many of us we we went out and we started photographing, started taking pictures. We got good at it, uh, and it didn't start as a business. We just were like taking pictures and someone was like, hey, can I pay you to do that? And you said yes. And then six months, a year, three years down the road, suddenly now this is what you're doing. And so for many of us, we didn't even enter this with all of the background that you've kind of come in and into the scene with, um, that you, all the knowledge bombs that you're going to be able to give us today. You know, And then on top of it, it requires this um constant churn uh cycle this constant churn it's it's so descriptive of what you just uh um gave like you know we go out we we book a wedding we shoot the wedding and then we've got to spend all this time editing and and making albums and delivering the pictures that by the time we lift our heads back up we're just back to square one and so i just I just want to acknowledge that what you described there I think so many of us can relate to really I mean obviously uh, like everyone likes to believe that their industry is unique I understand that ours isn't but I bet there's so many photographers <laughs> that maybe this strikes a little bit more of a chord with I don't know just a little bit more of a chord with and you're so right too when you, when you started into your consulting business and you were talking to, to people, you know, how do you get, how do, how you, are you growing your business? And they kept saying, um, through referrals, I think photographers hear this term a lot through word of mouth, right? Yes, word yes. of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth. And it's like this kind of, uh, thing that's hard to put your finger on. Would you agree, Stacey? Like everyone just says word of mouth and you're like, what is that?
1: <laughs> right. Everybody says <laughs> it, everybody saying. wants it, but you don't know yeah. exactly how to make it happen.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes.
1: Yes. And you know, what's interesting, what I find is, is that people actually confuse the terminology when it comes to specific sales lingo. So I'll have people tell me, oh, I get referrals. I have a lot of word of mouth buzz. I'm like, those are two totally separate terms. They're two totally separate things.
0: Redefine them for everybody.
1: Yeah. And I think you have to understand the difference to actually know what's happening. So, you know, I always tell people a referral has two things that typically an introduction, word of mouth buzz, or a warm lead are going to be missing. So the two things that a referral has...
0: Stacey, 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 you got to slow down. (laughs) No, 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 no. You're great. I love it. You're like on a roll. (laughs) But I almost feel like, I almost feel like, again, just, uh, yeah. Because I think some of the stuff you're talking about, like again. Um, we, we, re- I think it's worth actually slowing down because this, yes. I think what you're saying is going to be so valuable that I really want to make sure that everyone gets this and hones in on it because this will change your, this will change your world. So, okay, go, go in, go yes. in, go back and in. I'll,
1: and I, once I get kind of through the definition, I'll give you the reasons why you should know the difference. Cause I think that's key for someone actually wanting to know. But yes. a lot of times I, I find there's about four terms Now everybody knows for the most part what a cold lead is. It's someone you picked up the phone and called. It's someone you ran into at the grocery store and they saw you carrying your camera and they're like, oh, what do you do, right? It's all cold, right? Everybody kind of knows what cold is. But there's this this space of like these terms that people talk about and you've got to know what they are because Mm -hmm. they mean something different in terms of how you then approach it to turn Mm -hmm. that thing, that person, that potential client into a real client. So there's, you know, warm lead. And then they're basically it's it's a lead that that person has not been connected to you. They're just they've been told about you, maybe maybe not, but you've been told. Call them and use my name. That's just a warm lead. They're harder to close, right? They're harder to get them to say yes. Then you've got an introduction, which is I know I'm being introduced to you. There's a personal connection there. I just don't know why I'm being introduced to you. Do you actually need a photographer, or are we just trying to grow our network, right? Then mm-hmm. there is word of mouth buzz, which is I just told everybody Ben that you're the most amazing photographer, and specifically I just told my best friend Sally, but you don't know who Sally is because it was word of mouth buzz. I didn't connect you to Sally so you can be in the driver's seat to turn Sally into a client, right? And then there's a referral, which means not only did I connect you, I also identified the need. So I know Sally's getting married. I know she needs you, but I didn't put you in the driver's seat. I didn't connect you to her, but I identified the need, right? With the introduction, I totally connected you. I didn't tell you if they needed you. I didn't identify the need. And a warm lead kind of misses both. But a referral is truly a personal connection. A lot of times today, it happens over email. It can happen face-to-face, but it's mostly going to happen over email. Hey, Ben, meet Sally. Sally's getting married. She needs a photographer. You're amazing. I told her she's in great hands, right? Right. There's that yeah. connection and I've identified the need. Sally needs to hire a photographer. This is why the connection is being made. And when I have both of those, it just opens the door for you to walk right in and be like, I am of course the only person you're going to hire. You don't say this, of course, but you think it. I'm of course the only <laughs> person you're going to hire because Stacy just told you to hire me, which because Sally trusts me, and I trust you, my trust for you is transferred to Sally, which makes Sally say, well, heck yeah, Stacey had amazing wedding pictures. Of course, why would I want to use anybody else? Right now, that's granted, of course, that Sally can afford you and the date works and et cetera, et cetera. But that's why our referral is so gold. And it's so important because I literally have a client potentially drop into your lap what you need so you can get out of that Easter fame and entrepreneurial roller coaster of doing the work, looking up with no work, is I need a lot of those, not a ton, like you probably don't need hundreds and hundreds, but I need enough of those dropping in your lap so that you have a pipeline always full of potential people who want to do business with you. And if you can create sustainability with that pipeline, right, and that can be the biggest way that you generate new clients, that adds a really incredible, sustainable piece to your practice, to your business that allows you to have comfort in how it's going to continue to grow. And so this isn't a one-hit wonder. This isn't a short-term fix. This is like, let's build some true sustainability in your business. Let's build some true freedom in your business for you so that you know you have clients coming in and you have a process you follow to make that continue to happen.
0: I love it. I want to know more. I want to dive in more. Uh, I have a question, though, because I think that uh, the system that you're talking about um, implementing, you even, you even mentioned this, like touching on biz development every single day is, is critical towards your success. I think that that probably struck like this, this paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> and to a number of drivers who are who are like, I, I like, I can't even get um, you know, the last engagement session out the door. I can't even reply to my emails on time, let alone be involved in business development every single day. And so I wonder too if if there's any value in in talking about maybe some strategies of how to actually create and carve out that time to be involved in development each day.
1: You know what I've always found is that when you can figure out what's working and you can enjoy it, it's a lot easier to carve out that time. Now, to the first year photographer, or maybe the first or second year photographer that's hearing me say this, I'm going to be honest. You got to put your boots on the street and you got to pound the pavement and you've got you to do a lot of different things as you figure out what are the strategies or the tactics or what I refer to as the activities that are going to actually generate sales or new potential clients for your business, right? So it could be that you're going to attend trade shows. It could be you're going to go to wedding shows and have a booth. It could be that you are going to you know connect with all the wedding planners in town, which of course is probably a great strategy. But it could also be that you're going to get to know a bunch of corporations because you do headshots. You don't do weddings, right? Like it could be you're going to do advertising. You've got a budget and you can do advertising. It could be you're going to network and you're going to go to a bunch of organizations and you're going to join. It could be that you're going to give speaking engagements. You're going to give free speaking engagements. There's a lot of things you can do to figure out how to grow your business. And I refer to it as a pie, just a pie. And you cut that pie into slices based on the different activities that you're going to try or that you're going to eventually identify will work for you. And in the beginning, there's a lot, there's very small pie pieces because there's a lot happening. And as you figure out where your best clients come from and as you figure out how you can you know, kind of tap into that, the pie pieces will get bigger and you'll just have a couple. My ultimate plan for anybody that I work with is to take that referral pie piece and make it the whole pie if I can. If not, I wanna make it the biggest slice of the pie. So you know, I think it just kind of depends on where do your clients hang out How are you going to get in front of them? Who knows your clients? And then from there, that will help you determine the activities you need to do to generate business. I just want one of those pieces to be referrals. And you don't just get referrals from clients. So if you hear me say referrals, you're like, well, I've got no clients. Well, that's not the only place referrals come from. They also come from centers of influence, people in the industry, people well connected, that know people who need, you know, photography. And so, we're going to look at that referral piece and we're going to make it as big as possible. But the only way to make it big as possible is to have a system and a process. And that system and a process is what you will actually touch. Not maybe every single day, but pretty darn close, along with the other things that work for you. And when it works, you're more likely to do it. And that was my big miss with my first business, is that I would do a little something over here and it would generate some business. And then I wouldn't dive in deeper to the well I would jump over here and be like, oh, let's try this latest and greatest soft social media way to do business. And I would, you know, piddle around over here and get some interest and something would happen. And then i jump like, no, you, know, you got to dive in to the activities that are going to work for you. And you got to dig the well a little bit so that you can see if it's actually going to work. I just want one of those wells, one of those pie pieces to be referrals. That's my ultimate goal for anybody. Well, for anybody. And then, of course, for anybody who works with me.
0: Yeah, for sure. I love this. And I think too, for photographers who are listening to this, this is, you know, we, we, uh, we talk a lot about like outsourcing and, uh, delegating that kind of stuff. And for, for photographers, this often looks like, um, bringing in an editor and having somebody work on, on your editing for you. And I think that I just want to, to point attention to this, that the reason that you're bringing on an editor and the reason that you're, you're outsourcing your editing is so that way you can't focus on this stuff. So that way you can just free up that mind space, free up that stress to be able to actually dive in and talk about the stuff that that you're discussing right now, Stacey, that is why you do it. It's really, I mean, it's, it's a time thing. You're gonna spend money, but you're gonna spend it uh, and you're gonna use that time, hopefully wisely, to start <laughs> diving into your business development. Um, it's absolutely essential, you guys. It's absolutely essential that you do that. It, I mean, it really is. If you wanna grow your business, you have to outsource your editing so that way your head can be involved in the development aspect. Podcast listeners, I apologize for interrupting the interview, but I just I have to give a shout out to two big supporters of the industry, two big supporters of the SFP podcast. And so I'm going to be brief here. The first is the Giphy Booth. All right, so here's the deal: uh, it is essentially a photo booth, but it is a modern, fresh, uh, new take on a photo booth. It makes animated gifs and photographs. Now, here's the deal: I'm a working wedding photographer. I am not a photo booth owner. And I want you guys to understand this. This is perfect. If you are a photographer first out shooting events, uh, portraiture, that type of thing, this booth is amazing because it requires so little work. Like I've, I've had other photos. I still own another photo booth, but the Givey booth is the thing that I love because I just get to set it up in under five minutes. It It's like a, it's the size of like a laptop bag, essentially. Um, it automates everything once you're done with an event. Uh, it's such an easy upsell. And one of the great things about it is, because it takes so little overhead to actually run uh, an event that I essentially get to pass that savings on to my client. And so I can, I can charge less for it, do more events and remain so much more stress-free. It also has like built-in marketing tools. You guys just need to check it out. It is called the Giphy booth. Go check it out at giphy.com G I F YYY.com, three Y's, G I F Y Y Y.com. By the way, use the coupon code SFP2017 for some dope discounts. Maybe just mention my name too. You know, Ben Hartley, SFB2017 is the code uh, to go check this thing out. I own one and I promise you I'm buying another this year as well. Next up on my thank you list is Freedom Edits. You guys, look, the end of the day, you can't grow your business if you are doing everything. It's just a, it's a fact that we all have to face. And to have somebody who's doing the bulk editing, by the way, when I say bulk editing, like I get to still, you get to still Choose to edit the photographs that you want to edit, the beautiful portfolio shots, the stunning bridal portraits, whatever it is that you get excited about, please keep editing that. But all of the bulk stuff that slowly kills your soul, please go check out Freedom Edits and have them take care of it because they're going to give you consistent results with personal touch. This is the thing. It's the personal touch, like the intentional decisions that that uh, freedom edits. By the way, in house editors, not like outsourced in house editors, make I freaking love because they're actually making intentional creative decisions and not just doing these like robotic choices where you get images back and you're like, why did they expose for that? They should, like like any normal creative would have understood that there was an off camera flash and and done this right. Freedom Edits will do it right, you guys. I freaking love them. Go check out Freedom Edits. By the way, uh, it's freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. That's where you need to go. freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first Full wedding free, you guys. Again, just mention my name, Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free. Like, do you want to save a couple of days this week? Then go do this right now. FreedomEdits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. All right, let's get back to the show. So, now let's get specific here um, about this pie that you're talking about. What kind of what kind of pie is this? What kind of flavor pie are we talking here, Stacey?
1: It is whatever flavor you love. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I happen to love chocolate, so mine is a chocolate yeah. pie.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Like a nice chocolate, like, like a chocolate pudding pie, maybe. Um, that's good. I like to pretend it's a rhubarb pie that I am dividing up, and so. All right. um, but no, let's get. Let's sorry, I, I apologize. Let's let's get into the specifics here <laughs> of actually this system because one of my questions that, as you are discussing this, um, look, I I understand that um, are, again, I, I've already mentioned this, our business model, it's like, it's not unique. Our industry is not unique. Like right. there are other industries. We are a service-based industry. There are other industries out there that, that, um, that do amazing things that we can be learning from as photographers. And so, um, I, I say that and I acknowledge it. And at the same time, I also am curious about some of these systems because are there certain industries and other certain, um, applications are, where things need tweaked and adjusted? Is this like a one size fits all? I, I mean, I, I just want to kind of hear your thoughts riff on that for a little bit.
1: Sure. So, you know, I would say nothing is a one size fits all, but the framework probably is. So -hmm. the framework is there, but then you've got to make it your own. And that's, anything that you do, but specifically from a referral perspective. So, you know, I've coached um, photographers before. I've had some go through the program. So, and you're right. Everybody says, well, we're just different. And my response is, no, you're just not. (laughs) I mean, I love, I love, love, love. That's a really sweet response, by the way. I would
0: have said something else.
1: (laughs) Well, and I, I, I try to follow up with like, I love that you think that you're different, but a business is a business. It just yes. is. And so, and, and it doesn't matter what you do, right? So you're not much different from the attorney or from the CPA. I mean, your work may be more fascinating, right? But you're not much more different from the marketing consultant or the, you know, person who owns a doggy daycare. Like a business is a business. And so there's just specific things you have to do. To make that business work. And sales and marketing is one of, I call it the four quads. And the four quads, everything a business does falls into these four quads. That's your business strategy, your operations, your human capital or HR, human resources, your people, if you have them, and your sales and marketing. Everything we do fits into those four quads. And the sales and marketing one is really, really critical to as quickly as you can. And I don't mean quickly overnight. I just mean as quickly as you can to get it like a well old machine. Same with your operations. Get it like a well-old machine so that which involves, as you said, outsourcing, so that you can run the business and not have the business run you. I mean, the reason why people, you know, they may have kind of gotten into photography as like a hobby and then people started paying them, but at some point they made the decision, yeah, this is my, gonna be my job, this is gonna be my company, right? Yes. I went to say job and no, don't go to job for yourself. I meant to say, <laughs> This is going to be my company, this is going to be what I'm gonna do. The reality is, is that. You know, if you think about those four quads in terms of what it takes to run a business, right? It, so everybody just humor me for a second and hold up four, not if you're driving, but hold up four fingers, right? Those are those four quads that I just talked about, right? Human, uh, human capital, operations, business strategy, sales and marketing. Now, on your other hand, hold up one finger, And this is, and this one finger, this is being a great photographer. This is your skill, your trade, the the reason why people hire you. It's your style. It's the look. It's what you produce, right? The problem is, is we have these five pieces on two separate hands. And what we need is pop up your thumb on your one hand. We need all five working well together. And you've got to figure those pieces out. And the sales and marketing one is the one that feeds you. So it's kind of important. And so when I look at, you know, helping people kind of grow that pie, that rhubarb pie, I mean, who picks a rhubarb pie? Really?
0: Finn. I love me some rhubarb there's pie. You? Rhubarb pie is amazing. Where have you been?
1: I mean, I guess not in any place. Been in cool.
0: North Carolina, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we're not. You need to come over to Ohio and get some rhubarb pie.
1: I think our state pie is sweet potato pie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I'm still- I sweet.
0: didn't know there was- thing. Does Ohio have a- Yes. People have a
1: state pie? every state has a state pie. Really? Or a state dessert, if it's not a pie. Yes. like I'm y'all Florida, could do me a
0: favor, Florida's I know I could pie. Google this. I need you all to do me a favor, listeners, um, in the show notes, or sorry, down in the comment section, if you could let me know Ohio's state pie, <laughs> uh, I would love to know. I know I could Google it, but I want to hear from you, the listeners. Okay, keep going. And
1: safe. if nobody um, can tell you because they have no idea, just ask me and I'll go look it up for you.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I'll be your backup plan. So I love it. I love when it. When we talk about that sales and marketing pie, right, and we're talking about referrals and what that kind of looks like. The the idea that you'll do it and the idea that it'll be successful for you is that there's a system behind it, that there is something that you can do not every single day, but pretty regularly that in a process that you know you follow so that you can actually generate referrals. I mean, let me give you this example. So I think about the photographer that we hired to do our wedding. Of course, when we hired him to do our wedding, he also did our engagement photos, right? So perfect. My husband and I have been married 12 years. So if you're wondering, it means I got married at like two years old. So, um, <laughs> you're fourteen. <14? laughs> pretty much, I'm not that old. Don't yeah. make me older than I am, please. Um, yes. So 14. you know, we've married for twelve years. We use the same photographer for everything as long as he's willing to do it. I mean, he did, when I was pregnant, he did our belly shots, right? He did our baby's christenings. He did our for our kids' first birthday parties. We use them every year for the most part to do our Christmas cards. I mean, he was just at my house a couple of weeks ago taking our Christmas card photos. Like we continue to go back to him over and over and over again because he did one thing all of my clients have in common. He built a relationship with us. And so never underestimate the power as a photographer as the relationship that you are building with your clients. Even if you decide I do weddings and weddings only, that's okay. I'm not saying you have to get repeat business from your clients. But what I am saying is that a key piece of your sales and marketing strategy needs to be focused in on building the relationship with your clients. Because to be honest, you have to make us look good, it's especially for wedding photographers on our wedding day, or for our, if you're a headshot photographer on our headshot day, or if I'm going to be using you to do commercial photography for my business, like you got to make it look good, right? There is a special relationship that you get to form with your photographer that kind of understands you know, how you are. Like, I think about our photographer, he's been with us for years now, like, he knows he takes a bunch of pictures, and he just hands me the camera. He's like, here, go look for him. Because he knows I will, i like one out of every 30. I think I'm just a little picky, probably. Is I think he probably uses a different <laughs> word to describe me. But, you know, the reality is, he knows that about me, like, you get to form those relationships. And so when you think about that, you think about sales and marketing, you think about how you're running your business, that Ability to form a relationship with your clients, even if things don't go well, right? That ability to form a relationship with your clients is really, really critical to your ability to generate more business easier down the road, which is going to come in the the format of referrals. But there's still things you got to do. There's still steps you follow that are like basically what I referred to as like there's just five steps that you got to follow to continue to get repeat business, or I guess I should say, not necessarily repeat business, but referrals from past clients or people in the industry.
0: Step one.
1: Step one is you've got to know who refers you or who should be referring you. So if you don't have any referral sources, like if you look back over your clients, Ben, I don't – you know, how long have you been in business, Ben? I'm sorry. I probably should know that. I
0: know. Hey, you're great. Uh, so it sounds very Creative, uh, this will be year five. Okay,
1: year five. So if you think about year five, think about all the clients you've ever worked with in the past five years, right? This would be a little hard if you don't have this information captured, but you could probably go back a year or two. If you wanted a gold star, you'd go back five years, and you'd just have a list of all your clients, and then you would try to either because you've got it captured in some type of database, or it's in your calendar, or you have paper files and it's in notes, or you're going to do a walk down memory lane. Figure out where all those clients, how they come to know about Ben and your business, right? How'd they come to know about you? Some may have come through a wedding show, right? Some may have come through, you know, an advertisement maybe you ran in a magazine, But I'm gonna guess there's a number of those that came through somebody else. They were referred to you. The people who refer those people to you, that's your referral sources. That list is gold. I don't care if it has one person on it or 35 people on it. It's a gold list. But if it's no nobody's on it, right, then you have to start thinking about who should be referring you. But you gotta number one is ID the who. I call identifying the who. You've got to know who is referring you, has referred you, or should be referring you. And we kind of create this list. Are you going to ask me what step two is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Step two. Step two. <laughs> so step two is, is actually understanding, right, that you've got to kind of have an immediate follow-up process for every referral received. But you also, so that kind of goes without saying, right, when a referral is received, you got to have immediate process. In my program, I teach some specific language that I want people to use when they're thinking to plant future referral seeds because we never, we're never never going to ask, but we're going to plant the right seeds to get them thinking about us in this way. So we have to have an immediate follow-up process. That's part of step two. The other part of step two is, is that you may have to categorize your referral sources. The more you have, you may have different levels, right? And you get to determine why someone's in a different level, but you're going to need to level them out so that you can run a process with it. So then that takes us to step three.
0: Step three. Yeah,
1: step three is making sure that <laughs> this is an ongoing process in your business. So I build these out when I do these with my clients, whether through a VIP session or my online program, where we actually do a 12 month plan. Like we want 12 months to understand how we're going to do two very important things. One, be memorable and meaningful, which means an e- email newsletter is not what I'm talking about. Right. So we want to be memorable and meaningful, and we want to stay top of mind. I'm not interested in staying in touch. I'm interested in t- staying top of mind. And I've got to be memorable and meaningful to do that, which means we're going to build out our, our kind of our outreach over the course of 12 months. Not every month. You're not doing something every month. That's like we get into like stalker mode or whatever. Right. But you've got this core group of people that you're going to use and plant the right language, which kind of moves us in st- step. 3B is the language that you use with this outreach of being memorable and meaningful so that people automatically start thinking about you and referrals without you ever asking for it. And I'll be honest. Most of what I teach is out there in other programs, but my secret sauce is the step three. It's the language we use and it's what we do to be memorable and meaningful and to stay top of mind. And that's one of the reasons why I think my program is successful is because it focuses on something totally different. We're not talking about drive-bys and phone calls and emails. Like I'm not talking about any of that stuff if we want to stay top of mind. So we have this plan and we follow it. And it has some language in it and some really cool um, outreach that we're going to do. And we can manage it. And if we have no money, we can do it super, super cheap on a shoestring budget. And if we have money, we can do some more things, right? Kind of fits anybody. And that leads us into step four, which is, okay, well, this is work. So let's automate what we can automate, right? There is work involved. My program cannot be outsourced 100% to anybody else to do it. You cannot, you know, if you're going to send out cards, right? You're not hiring a company to do that for you. You're going to write some cards because we have to be top of mind and memorable and meaningful. And so we got to automate what we can. Really, we just have to make sure we know what's coming and we're planning for it. That's my version of automating. And that leads Mm -hmm. us into step five. You better track your results and measure to make sure it's working. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. You may change it up every year in case you get bored. I get bored with mine every year, so I change it up. But it's basically the same thing. So can I give an example that maybe help people make a connection with this?
0: Please.
1: So you've got these five steps, right? One of mine that I know is I've got this list of referral sources in my business. One thing I do is I know them really well. What I uncovered is about 80% of my referral sources actually happen to be working parents, whether they work for a business or they own their own business, they are a parent in addition to working. So when I look at a 12 month plan, something that I decide to recognize is mother's day and father's day. Because I know that I can connect with them on that level. I, I'm a mother as well. You don't, I mean, I wouldn't need to be to connect with them, right? But I know I can connect with them on that level for Mother's Day and Father's Day. And because it's around the start of the summer, anyone who's not a mother or a father, that's one of my referral sources, I recognize the start of summer. And that's what I mean by automating and pushing this into a process and a plan that makes it easy. And so it's just recognizing that. So a couple of years ago for Mother's Day, all of my top referral sources received a water bottle that was a Wonder Woman water bottle and this is before the movie came out so I was uh, you know ahead of my own time but yeah, <laughs> it was a Wonder Woman water bottle and when they re- and the card just said never forget you are a hero happy mother's day love stacy and so when they removed the card I- my logo wasn't on it there was nothing to represent me but do you think Ben that they forgot who gave them the Wonder Woman water bottle mm-hmm. no cuz it was memorable and meaningful And there wasn't necessarily in that particular touch point, a seed, a referral seed planted, but all the other ones that surround it in a full year would have them actually planting those seeds. And it is truly this process. And a lot of people are like, it sounds almost too simple. I had a business coach in San Diego go through it. And she was like, I really thought it was going to be too simple so that it wasn't going to work. She's like, then I realized it's brilliantly simple and it totally works. I'm like, yeah, because... We're not manipulating a situation. We're showing gratitude and thanks. That's where everything comes from. And when we do that, and we are memorable and meaningful, and we stay top of mind, and we make everything about our referral sources, they kind of can't help but refer us more if the opportunity arises.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. I think the biggest lie that we believe is like, it has to be overly complicated and there has to be some like, cre- I don't know. Like even as we're talking all these, all the terms too of like strategy and human capital and HR and sales market. Like I think too, sometimes we, um, I don't know. We, we almost like box ourselves out and, and it's so healthy to understand that like people are basic. Yes. Like Stacy, you're basic. I'm basic. <laughs> We're all basic, and I don't say that, and like you're you know, you're like vanilla, but we're like, look, here's the reality. Uh, I I opened up the mail um, the other day, and there's a box sitting on some of my door. There's a box in the front porch, and there is a hat in it. Someone paid attention to the fact that in all my live stream videos, I always have like a different hat on, just like a normal baseball hat, you guys. That went like, look, you have the world now, dude. Like, <laughs> what do you want for me? <laughs> yes, because I'm here for yes, you. What do you want for me? How yes, how can I help you? How can I like love on you? How can I reciprocate? Yes. Uh and so, anyhow, I just want to give this a huge, uh, a huge acknowledgement and sample of approval. I'm so excited about this. I want to do this. I want to learn more. Like, I'm I'm super jazzed about this. Okay, I I feel like I went off on a tangent here. Um, so keep keep going down this route. Um this is something then that you're doing uh, is there, is there an actual schedule to this? Are you kind of doing step one, January, February, um, step two, do you have it kind of broken out to make it a little bit more manageable or is it kind of go at your own pace? Yeah.
1: So the execution will be based on the plan that you create. So when someone goes through my program or they do a VIP with me, we sit down and it's funny because people are like, well, how long is this going to take? And I'm like, whether you go through the online program or you sit down with me, you should be able to knock this out in four hours. And if you don't know anything about referrals, it may take you a little bit longer for some of the, the points to connect. But if you've been in business for any amount of time, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is common sense, right? And makes sense. And I'm okay with this. And it feels authentic to me. And I want to do it. Um, I think that's one of the things that attracts a lot of people to my program is there's nothing manipulative about it. And we're not trying to take advantage of people. Um, and I hope that repels all those people who want that. Because <laughs> I don't do any of that. So I think that people are like, oh, okay, I've got to build the plan. Yeah. So we build it, right? And then you then have to execute on it. And it just depends on what your plan looks like. I mean, I have people who they're like, I have no money. And I'm like, okay, so there's a there's a process in place if you don't have any money of what your outreach is gonna look like over the course of a year. And then you can do it a next year and the next year, and as your business evolves and changes. It should look, you know, entirely different in terms of what your plan looks like. Because maybe then you'll have some money to put behind it. But remember, I I don't ever tell people you're if you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars on your referral plan, you're probably doing it wrong. Unless you just yeah. want to, or the type of um, clients that you hire are like they're fifty thousand dollar. Like when a client hires you, they're spending $50,000 with you. It takes longer to get referrals, the more higher your price point is. And so, yeah, it may be worth it for you to spend $5,000 on your referral sources throughout the year because every referral nets you a $50,000, right, um, client. So it just kind of depends on what it looks like. But it's not a hard process. It. And it's not a complex process, but you do have to build it and you do build it for yourself and what feels right for you. So there's these three platinum principles I tell people that we can't violate when we're building out our our yearly referral generating plan. And the first one is, is everything you do is about the referral source. Basically, you don't matter in the process. Every, platinum principle number one is it's got to be all about them. Platinum principle number two, though, is, is it's got to be comfortable for you to do. It's got to be authentic to you. So the best example I always give is you'll never catch me taking any of my referral sources out to play golf. That Whereas I can play golf, I don't enjoy it. And unless it involves me sitting on the golf cart, reading a book, drinking a beer, I'm just not interested. Right? Yeah. So it's not authentic to me. I would I may send you to go play golf, but I'm not going with you. Right? So you got to do what's authentic to you. It's like, you know, a, I have a number of people go through the program and they're, you know, recovering alcoholics. So they'll never send alcohol, right, as any kind of gift. Not that you have to, but I'm just saying that's something they'll never do. So it's got to be all about the referral source, but it's got to honor who you are. And then the third platinum principle is is that it's just, it's got to be enough touch points to keep you top of mind, but by being memorable and meaningful. And so if we build your plan with those three things in mind... It makes it really, really easy you know, for you then to execute on it. Like, I don't think about what my Christmas card is going to look like in February. I don't care because it's on the plan built in to remind me in October or November. So that's like when I talk about automating it and building it out so we can manage it, it's just them putting the pieces in place and calendaring them out or putting them on your task list so you just remember to do them. Because I will tell you this, you can build this plan and absolutely nothing happen And the number one reason why nothing will happen is, is because you built it and then you put it on a shelf and you never looked at it again Mm -hmm. and you put nothing into practice. But when you put things into practice, you will have some level of success. It just depends on, you know, you got to keep it going because this is a long-term strategy. It's not a quick fix.
0: Yep. I love it. Stacey, I'm jazzed. I bet everyone else is jazzed and I want people to check this out because candidly, hey, PS, let's just kind of pull back the curtain here a little bit. I didn't know Stacy before all this. I have no clue about her program, but I'm about to go sign up for it, y'all. <laughs> so like if that isn't the biggest day of approval, like uh, I don't know what is, but can can you uh, let us know um, where we can find out more about uh, what you're up to? I know that you've put some stuff together though for the community who's listening today. Um, can you can you drop some uh, some URLs yes, for us?
1: I would be happy to. So the first one is is you know, I think it's important for you just to understand where I'm coming from and what I teach and what it looks like. And so, you know, getting access to some of my free resources, I think is a great place to start. Um, I will tell you that the online program opens and closes. I accept new students and I take them through five weeks of helping them get everything in place so that they don't just buy the course and never look at it again. So it opens and closes so that I can give some dedicated time, some private um, dedicated time to those people who come into the program. So, but what I would say um, for now is just kind of getting information about me is go to growthbyreferrals.com forward slash S-F- P, so for six-figure photography, of course. So go to that site and you'll be able to download my seven deadly sins of generating referrals. They're just the big no-nos. We talked about one, don't ask, but there are six other ones you're gonna want to make sure you're not violating. You can also take a quiz there. It's called the on the referral ninja quiz. It's to figure out, like test your skills. How good are you right now at generating referrals? You're either gonna be a referral ninja beginner, a referral ninja in training, or a referral ninja master. And if you're a referral ninja master, Welcome to my level. It's a fabulous place to be. And you can take the quiz. Give it get at my level. Yeah. And then it'll give you information on, okay, so you're a beginner. That's awesome. Here's what you need to know. And it'll give you more resources. You can also join the free Facebook group. Uh, it's referrals without asking. So all that stuff I just talked about is on that one page. So I know you'll list it in the show you know, notes too, Ben, but they can go to that one page and get all that stuff. If you want to check out the program, I will tell you it's, you know, it does go through um, tweaks and overhauls. I'm constantly making it better. It's one of the things I love to do. And it's one of the things I think it's my obligation to do. You can go check it out. It's growthbyreferralssystem.com. You'll see that it's closed right now. Um, depending on when you're listening to this, you can get on the wait list and then it'll let you know when it's opening up. It opens up a couple times a year. So, you know, not none of this fake scarcity. It literally will open again. So don't worry. Um, but it'll open a couple times a year and you can at that time kind of get in. Um, you know, the, the price changes from time to time. The bonuses change from time to time. So you can definitely go and check it out. If you want to know more about that and get on the wait list, but another easier place to start is just go to growth by referrals.com forward slash SFP and get some of those freebies.
0: Love it. Stacey. this has been super fun. You're fun to talk to you. are even more fun to listen to. Uh, and so I hopefully we'll have you back on the show again. I would love to have that happen. I really appreciate your time, your knowledge bombs, discussion of pies and the like. <laughs> And uh, everything that you've done for us.
1: Well, it's been my pleasure. And, you know, I have a book coming out next year. The publisher is set October, November of 2018. So maybe we can chat again when that is about to hit the newsstands and the bookstores.
0: Love it. Yeah, that'd be rad. Stacey, thank you so much. It is my, my pleasure. Thanks, Ben. Yes, Stacy. You guys, I, I thank you so much for listening. Uh, I I think that Stacy's on to some really incredibly powerful stuff here. Make sure to check it out at growthbyreferrals.com forward slash SFP. Now look, I say this all the time, but I don't want this to be the last time that you and I connect, that you hear my voice. I would love to actually go deeper. I'd love to actually, uh, for you to see me, to see the space, to see what we're up to at Style and & Story and everything else going on with the Hartley brand. And so you guys, I want to encourage you to go to YouTube uh, and check things out because there, um, there's so much more to unpack there. Michael just came on full-time as a video content creator and we're, we're adding up videos nearly every day on YouTube. So please uh, subscribe, ring the bell to get notified because there's so much amazing content there. And if you could, do me a favor, listeners, leave a comment because you better believe I'm going to read it and I'm going to reply. And so I can't wait. You guys will see you at YouTube or on the next episode of the podcast. Bye, everyone.